Welcome to In The Zone. My name is Garrison Roy, and today we have a very special guest, Coach Travis Lalleman from Crowder Community College. He's been a head coach there for 17 years and actually coached me first year out of out of high school uh, back in 2013, 2014. Uh, so, yeah, and he's taken his team to the College World Series, JUCO College World Series 2010, 2017, 2021. And obviously this year being 2022, looking to get back there and trying to win that first one, right? That's right. That's right. Got to win the first one. That's it. That's it. Well, yeah. So obviously being a coach for a really long time, especially in a JUCO setting, it's it's a little bit of a different dynamic than some other head coaches um, in either D2 for my experience was in the past or, you know, D1. But, you know, with as many winning teams as you've had, what do you, what do you think is one of the first couple like differentiators I guess of uh, what makes a good team a great team but you know I think obviously you, know, you start with good players I mean I think every coach would tell you that you know you, you you got good players or you're not winning games but but also I think you got to take those good players and, and you've got to uh, take your fall um, develop them physically uh, but then also you got to use the fall to set some standards, you know, uh, and set some, some boundaries or, or standards, as I call them, of, of you know, what you're going to do. Because, you know, we, we've had some guys that, you know, um, in game, you know, in the way we go about things that, you know, we want to be uh, pretty even keel. And we've seen other teams that, you know, ride the emotions of it. And I think that's what's, um, if I may, that's, I think that's what's led to a lot of our success is, Sometimes we get too low pulse and, and a little unresponsive, but uh, you know we're not we're not a team that rides the emotions of it. And, and usually, when we get you know punched in the mouth, we can we can uh, come back from that. And I think that that sustains success because junior college baseball, especially this year, is as talented as it's ever been. I think oh, yeah. would tell you that. My gosh, um, you know the arms we're seeing. Uh, there's there's bats in every lineup. Um, you know, there, there's no there's no cakewalks, uh, in, you know, in, in our league and, and I know around the country. So um, going back to, to more direct, I, I think the biggest thing is, is taking your fall, developing your talent, having talent, developing that talent, teaching your strategy, whatever that may be. And I know each coach is, is different because that is a part of it. I think it's a um, it, it's not a small part, but I don't think it's a major part either because um, you got to let your guys go. But. Uh, come springtime, we talk about, you know, falls for us coaches to develop you, teach you what you, we want you to know and then stay out of the way of progress. And uh, spring's about what you've learned and, and uh, going out and playing. We make out a lineup and, and, and manage, the, manage the game. But um, I think our approach to it has helped. I think our players like that. Um, we, we free them up to be athletic and, and to be players uh, that they can be. But um, Probably if I was going to say, though, I would really say the standards. And, and when I talk about that, we talk about three levels of standards, academically, uh, athletically, and off the field. And uh, I know people, you know, when you don't have off the field distractions, it's a lot easier to show up at the ballpark every day and play. And I think every fall, if a JUCO tells you they don't have off the field problems in the fall, I think they're, they're fooling themselves. But um, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, because you've got to get a group of guys molded together. But uh, we had our fair share. We, we, you know, didn't hide behind those or sweep them under the rug. We dealt with them. And, um, you know, and I think people learn from that. And that's what this is about, having that growth mindset for these guys to learn, having those clear standards. Uh, we talk about wanting, you know, we had a three, four, five team GPA in the fall. I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, the All-Americans, that helps them move on. And, you know, it maybe it's not something to talk about for a lot of programs. It is for us. Um, yeah. And then on the field, on the field, we're successful as well. And I, I think, you know, you, discipline is not exclusive to just playing. You know, I think it's uh, exclusive to just everything you do. And academically, oh, off the field, you know, falls in that category for me. And, um, you know, not trying to be too um, – I, you know, I don't even know the word for it, you know, just cliche, but I, but I really, I really believe in that stuff. And, um, eventually our guys do, I think they fight it in the fall and then eventually the, 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 the water torture gets to them all of a sudden and it, and it seeps in, you know? So, yeah. Well, and a lot of it too, it's like, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, there's this like special sauce or anything like that. Like, no, it's the mundane stuff that you do over and over again. Right. And, yeah. Just like you said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's going to bleed yeah. over into the, the field or things that come outside of it. So even my experience there, I had a few things that were just like more family oriented that bleeded over to my, you know, performance in the field. And it was like, yeah, it matters. It's it yeah. messes with your head a little bit, you know, sure. uh, and definitely can attest to the the standards being upheld. Like, you know, we wanted to make sure that we got and to one, two counts versus two, one counts, things like that. I know that was really uh, preached really well. And I, I took that into not only my own approach, but the, even whenever I started uh, coaching in college, I was like, Hey, like, this is what we're trying to get to try to get to as many of these as possible. And also when, once the season started, um, one thing I also took away from you and it, like, it made sense, but like nobody ever broke it down like you did where it's like, Hey, we have to win every single series in order to get to you know, the amount of wins that we're trying to get to or the, the position or the, the seed that you want to get in the, in the region play. And yep. that, you know, fortunately helped me the, the year after I went to Southeastern community college yep. and we were like average team, but, you know, we eventually, um, you know, got to that regional championship and won uh, against Catawba Valley in the, in the region 10, um, you know, D2 GCO. So, wanted to thank you for that and that was you know those little things that you don't really think that it makes an impact as a coach but it definitely has so yeah I think think it sets in motion that you know the the satisfaction level can sometimes be the the death of a a ball club and and, you know especially Mm -hmm. weekend to weekend um you know we we've been fortunate to play pretty well in our region and and there's a you know again we we talk about if if you go three and oh in the first three games and you have a chance to sweep the series don't be happy just winning the series. If you got a chance to sweep, go sweep, man, you know, separate yourself. And, and, um, you know, again, this is an older club, you know, I mean, next year, uh, you know, year to year is different next year. Maybe, you know, we may be just fighting to to split series and and stay alive. I I don't know. I mean, each year brings its own challenges. So it's part of it, but if you have the ability and you have that opportunity and we have the arms to be able to do it, uh, you need to take advantage of it because, you know, uh, we went last year, we went eight and in, in, in playoffs uh, up until the World Series, you know, to get us there. And man, it, it wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong. There's some tight games in there, but uh, we never had to tax our pitching staff. So we were ready when we got to Grand Junction, lost round one, had to play three days in a row. Our guys weren't just beat down over the three weeks of postseason to get mm-hmm. there, you know. 
So I yeah. think that's important. It all it all plays in anyways. Oh, it definitely does. Well, and that that attests to how well you can manage the game too. Because if you have that much of availability of pitchers to come in, and you're not you know just riding out one or two guys, yeah. you know that's that's huge. Uh, and yeah, and I think positionally too. You know, I I, I told the guys this weekend. You know, we we swept a, a very talented, uh, especially on the mound, and, and a couple position players that were really good. St. Louis Community College, mm-hmm. and. um you know, I, I told him at the end, I said, I think, you know, our depth was on display this weekend. We played four different lineup combinations and and uh, 16 different players, 16 different position players. And, and, you know, I told him at the start of the year, that's what this was going to be. I said, you know, you got to check your ego at the door. Now, I also say, you know, you got to be a little selfish to play here, too. You know, I mean, sure. you, you want you want guys that are selfish, that want something for themselves. But, you know, the selflessness has got to step up when they're not in the lineup. You know, I want the guy selfish for whenever things are, you know, his opportunity. And, and yeah, go get – I don't want to say go get yours because that's a that's a bad saying, I think, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, anybody that says, you know, I don't want you guys to be selfish, well, I mean, I'm selfish. I want to go to the World Series every year. You know, and whatever it takes for us to do that. But, but you know, the unselfishness has to step up and, and kind of be more important. And, you know, we've all got little sayings around here, going back to what we were talking about, about just the little stuff and the mundane stuff, uh, you know, and I hear my players repeat it sometimes too. We do what's called Project U in the fall, and it's kind of this sit down off the field. It gets them away from the field to, to, for discussions and stuff, and I think it opens up the minds for different stuff. But uh, I, always, uh, I always tell them, just be good at normal. You know, at the end, we want to be good at normal. If we can do that and we can't win, and it wasn't, you know, in the cards for us, but we have to be good at normal. What falls under normal? Defense, base running, you know, pitching, and, and you know, really, honestly, with two-strike hitting. You know, those things are normal. I mean, we, we've got to, you know, you can have an eight-pitch at bat and get, you know, punched out, but, hey, there's a lot of value in that. So all those things fall under that for us, and I think our players buy into it eventually. Uh, you know, again, everybody goes through it, right? It's yeah. the first time you're – you're, you're just doing it every day for the first time in your life, you know, in the fall. And, and we take advantage of the time because we're out there a lot, but, uh, and we don't just enter squad a lot. You know, I, I put a, I put a, um, a, a very high value on practice time and, you know, if they're going to make that play in the mundane situation, right. in, in a practice, they're going to do the same thing in a 10 to one game. And all of a sudden you let somebody back. Now you got a 10, six ball game, 10, eight ball game, and you're fighting to stay alive. You know, when you do that in May, you may go home earlier than what you want. Sure. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Well, that's, that's where, you know, if you think about it, that mundane piece of the doing the, the basics yeah. savagely well, right. Just making sure that you don't miss a beat on any of that, whether it's PFPs or, you know, whatever it is, base running, defense, all those things. If you stick to those, those will add up a lot more than people actually think. They're just like, oh, yeah, like that's basic or that's simple or like, yeah, that's stuff we learned in like middle school or little league or high school. Yeah, You got to still, regardless whatever level play it is, if you flip up on those, they can be really costly. Absolutely. You know, I'm, you know, I, I try to, uh, speak with a, as much humility as possible and, and you know not to toot his horn because we might recruit against him but the job that, that Matt's done at, at Indian Hills yeah. I mean, they made every play and, and you're talking about knocking off you know Iowa Western uh, Mark and I are very good very good friends you know and, and obviously it's just you know obviously we didn't talk about the series afterwards but he goes through there and then goes to Wabash Valley and knocks off Rob and those guys 
to get to the World Series. And, and man, I mean, they just did not make errors. They went one and two, beat us. And then they played McLennan, got beat. And then we rematched with them that that's uh, Wednesday or excuse me, Tuesday and finally got them. But it was like a 12 eight game. They never made mistakes. And they were 87 to 88, 90 on the mound. And they threw strikes and they just challenged you with everything. Um, you know, and again, that's I mean, they, they just knocked off two of the best teams perennially in the country to get to Grand Junction. And then they played extremely well in Grand Junction. And everybody said, what they do so well? really good at normal they made every play and they were a pain in the butt in two strikes and they made you work for every single out and eventually you're going to make a mistake and they had enough athletic ability to do things with it so again just to you know it's it's not something I always learn from other people too you know I mean 17 years in the coaching here there might be something I pick up here and there that I'm like hey I like that you know, a couple of years ago, Bill Masiello was on the stage for TCU and talked about the contact play from third base. Well, we do that now. You know, yeah. now it depends on who it is. And, and again, it doesn't have to be a guy like Bill, but, you know, anybody. I mean, you, you can learn from so many people. I, you know, at the convention this year, I was fortunate enough to speak on Sunday and talk on infield play. But I, I was in the audience the whole time trying to learn. I listened to all the other infield guys, seeing if there's something I could pick up on and and whatever. So, anyways, I'm kind of going on a tangent there, but I but I think that's uh, you know I wanted to mention that with the mundane stuff about Indian Hills, they took it all the way to you know Grand Junction just doing that. And I'm not knocking them. I told Matt afterwards. I said the job you've done with this team. And he goes, I know we're not very good. And I said, No, I'm complimenting. You. I think you were probably the best team out here. And you know, as far as who was playing well, and you know, they just came up a little short, probably arm wise. But that was that was it. But they did a heck of a job. Yeah, oh, that's great. And that that alone speaks volumes, even from you as as a coach. You're like, hey, like I don't have it all figured out. I still have other things that I want to pick up from other people, and like that's just having a growth mindset. Same thing from a player's perspective too, right? Like you have other guys that are around you or like you said, you're trying to be competitive and be selfish, but you can still pick up on something that were like, oh, hey, like this guy's really good at a backhand or this guy's yeah. really good at doing, you know, X type of yep. thing. And you're like, hey, what do you do different? Or like maybe you're talking about a swing or maybe yeah. a pitch that you're throwing, right? Like those little nuances that you can pick up on, you know, that's, to me, I think that's like what being selfish is, is like you trying to get that little bit better every single day. Um, and then, you know, once your opportunity comes, you just dominate that. Yeah, just try to get an edge any way you can, especially as competitive as Juco baseball is now. You know, you got to find an edge. And if you can find that edge, then you increase your chances for success, you know. But yeah. uh, it, it, it's not going anywhere for a while. Juco baseball, the draft and fall is coming back. And it's going to be even better in the years to come. So I'm excited about it, but uh, it's going to get stiffer competition. And there's going to be, there's probably not going to be some of the runs that people are making, you know, uh, and, and the, you know, some of the, I mean, we won 32 games in a row last year, you know, Juco baseball is, it's tough to do that nowadays, you know, Absolutely. and I know there's teams that have made runs, but yeah. uh, for me, it, it's, uh, you know, with the schedule we play, it's really tough to do. Oh, yeah. Very tough schedule, tough region in general, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of staying on that with the the more recent uh, past couple of years, you know, I have a lot of guys having these COVID years where they're coming back for, you know, the third or fourth year if they had a, a medical redshirt or things like that. Right. Do you think that's actually taking as, as much of a um, bump in the, in the competitiveness of play? Um, 
skip ahead the next 60 seconds if you don't want to find out about the company I co-founded, Ink Sports Performance. So here's the scoop. At Ink Sports Performance, we get it. We were athletes ourselves, former college and professional pitchers. We were also perform former college coaches as well. Rob and I, we don't do one-size-fits-all programs. We custom craft each training and throwing program and offer that one-on-one -on -one coaching support that you need where you're not just a number. We're all about that personal touch. We'll dive into your training videos, whip up some of the program designed to take you to your next level. Nothing cookie cutter here. So if you, one of your friends, or maybe a player that you know is serious about competing at the next level, have, hit us up on our website, give us a call, get that set up at inksportsperformance.com. And also just a heads up, we're also very selectful, selective who we take. Right? We only take a handful of dedicated athletes, and if you're not putting in the work, we'll have to say goodbye. So let's ink you in to the next level. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really do. Sorry, I wasn't sure if you're done. Uh, I really do, and, and here's why, because <clears throat> you're talking about 21-year-old kids playing juco baseball it's not a it's not a 18 to 20 year old game right now you know i mean we've got uh three four or five three four or five you know third year guys um now some of them weren't here the whole time you know some sure. of them were other places yeah but uh you know that transferred in or something and maybe didn't get what they wanted last year uh i'm happy to say that about 90 percent of those thought guys that did come back for that third year have already committed with their school for next year so so we have continued to move them on and get them academically eligible so because i think that's another thing too now they're, they're, you know you could get in a mess with this thing uh bringing these third year guys back and after this year they only have you know if, if you bring a third year guy back next year he's only got one year of ncaa eligibility when he leaves and and i think that, you know, as long as kids know that, it's fine. But I think there's going to be some kids that get out of here next year and say, well, I didn't know I was only going to have one year left or I wouldn't have, you know, went back to that school or NAI, I believe it too. Uh, so, you know, coaches need to inform their players of that. But uh, back on the subject of, of how competitive it is, uh, man, I mean, you're talking just older guys, they're stronger. Uh, they've been around and, and the one thing in baseball, I, I don't think that you can ever put a price tag on is, or replace his experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just that year of experience. And even though it's junior college, um, experience, it's, it's still experience and knowing, um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, well, he's still making freshman mistakes. And I said, yeah, I mean, we all have that. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, you're seeing less of that. You're seeing less and less uh, freshman, quote unquote, mistakes. And like I said, I mean, there's last year during that 32 game win streak, you know, I mean, it was run rolls and run rolls and run rolls. And, you know, we just bludgeon people to death uh, at times. And, and now everybody's got more debt. It ain't happening. You know, you get that, that starter out and all of a sudden the next guy coming in is, is just as talented and, and got as good as stuff. So uh, I don't think it's going anywhere for a few more years, you know, but. Uh, I definitely know this that uh, as long as it's it's always got to be about the kids and I and I've you know done interviews with people and, and talked about this. The number one thing in our program is where we send guys on to and everything else back shapes off of that. Uh, yeah. Now that is the end result. Don't get me wrong, but that's the umbrella that everything else falls under for us because as a junior college, that's the first thing we should be doing. These kids aren't coming here to stop playing. 
they're here to move on. And, and I think we've done a good job of that. There's a lot of work and a lot of phone calls and stuff like that, but man, it's rewarding. Sure. Um, and if we can do that, then, you know, everything else, I mean, it, it creates uh, more opportunities for guys to want to come here and, and, you know, Hey, look at where these guys are going. Well, Crowder's a viable option. Uh, not only that, but, uh, it keeps their eyes on the prize while they're here because you've played here and you know there's some there's some dog days in the fall, man, where you're like, why in the heck am I still doing this? Yeah. Uh, you know, and every player, man, and I don't take offense to it because I'm like, hey, I get it, man. There's days I wake up and I'm like, why am I still doing this? I'm <laughs> driving to the office at 5.15 in the morning to, to go to 6 a.m. workouts and you're like, yeah. God, dang, this is getting exhausting, you know? And I know the players feel it too. Uh but I think that's what keeps guys motivated is really it, not necessarily the only thing, by the way. Uh, I think there's some perks. You know, we got a new indoor. We got all that stuff. And there's a lot more perks around here than when you guys were here that, you know, help set the table for what we have now. Um, but at the same time, man, those, uh, you know, those mornings and stuff like that and those long practices. Man, yeah. Long, yeah. And, and those long practices, you know, where you're you're establishing stuff and, and you're putting in, you know, maybe your bunt defense, maybe your first and thirds or, you know, those dinner squads or mini games or whatever, plus a BP and plus practice. Uh, you know, you look up and say, you know, if we weren't sending guys on, a lot of players might say, why are we doing this? You know, why are we doing it? We're doing this to win junior college baseball games, you know, but but we're not moving on. Man, what, you know, I don't know if this is worth it. You know, it's a it's a two edged deal. I, I always tell them, I said, you're going to get what you want out of here, but Crowder needs to get what it wants, too. And there's a selfish part. Right. And, and I don't mean me. I mean, Crowder, you know, we, we've got to win games and represent our school and represent our program. Uh, and again, the guys that have played here before, we got to represent those things. And, and um, again, there goes back to the standard to. Yep. No, and that's that's having that standard too. I think that environment and the guys that you're around knowing they were like, hey, like, have you committed? Like, we would have a conversation, be like, hey, dude, what what are these schools you're talking to or things like that? Like, yeah. it was almost almost expected of us to be like, hey, like, what's the next move or what what's what's the plan going forward with this or like, hey, what are you what are you working on? What are you trying to improve on today during practice? Like those little things, you know, and you don't realize how good it is until after I left and I go to another program and the atmosphere is completely different. I'm just like, dude, this, this is awful. I didn't realize how good I had it until I left. Well, and I think it's just a perspective thing and each to each his own, right. You know, uh, we always say, you know, we're right, wrong or indifferent. Here's, here's the way we do it. You know? And, yep. and again, I think it's the consistent nature of it that, that makes it go. Cause a lot of people ask in recruiting, you know, what's the one thing you would say is the most important thing? And I say, well, it's a it's a combination of all of them. I don't think you can take one part away and we'll be near as successful. And I think that goes back to, you know, the, the three levels. Hey, and I'm going to include academics, man. You know, I mean, going to class every day and doing this and we yeah. make them that, and they, you know, guys will have a hiccup and they miss class. But, you know, we are teaching responsibility, too, because there, there'll be guys that, you know, and we had, you know, a lot of transfers in here this fall. Uh, and a guy would miss class and he texts me, well, I don't know, you know, everybody gets one, you know, it, it, but then, you know, they, I said, okay, you get your one, you know, and, but at least there, there's some responsibility there. I know that's small, but I think it comes into play, you know, is he responsible enough to get his side work in at the, at the proper, uh, level, uh, that he needs to, because today's practice, we got home at 1030 last night, you know, from a, uh, we played a Saturday, Sunday split series, Saturday, home Sunday on the road, which is not. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the, the most unique or most, uh, uh, um, you know, best situation, I should say, to, to play a series, but we had to do it. Uh, so we play tomorrow. So today um, is kind of a open cages, you know, recover what we call recovery days now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. yeah and, and so the guys lifted this morning, got their, you know, med ball stuff and, and all their core and, and um, tubing work and their scap stuff for the pitchers. Uh, and, you know, we're going to meet. And we're just going to kind of go through and, you know, lighten it up. I mean, last year alone, I think we had five or six practices on the field after the season started, team practices after mm. the season started, because we had BPs and we had this. So we worked the parts so much. Uh, and I know we're jumping around a little bit, but we worked those parts so much. You know, fall practice is about team practice. And I think that's where, you know, we were talking about, right, is, is – is what's the structure is it in other places well you know our structure in the fall is very similar you you would have a, a early work session you would have a team defense session whatever that may be that day you'd have a bp and a mini game or, or any combination of the two well the spring is about all right what parts do we need today you know uh, coach Saul works with the catchers he may want to do some receiving stuff mm-hmm. uh, i may want to work some slows and mediums with the infielders on the field which not today because it's wet uh, we do some glove work. I may want to just play, you know, whatever. Um, you know, outfielders are usually – we only have four, so it's pretty easy. we got to take it easy on those guys. And we hit, you know, hitting the cages inside. We uh, Pitchers get their side work in and, boom, shut it down. Uh, so, again, you know, I think uh, – and this is one thing I meant to say earlier – with the practices and, and what we're doing as well, the one thing I, I will say, not only standards, but I think the one thing that, that helps us be successful and our, keep our players motivated is they understand the purpose of each practice. And, and I'm, I'm big on saying, you know, everything that's successful in this world has one thing in common, and that's purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and our purpose of fall practice is establishment. So whatever that day is individually, that, that's easy. Our purpose in the spring is to make sure we're not practicing just to practice. We, we have a purpose for that. Yeah, have some intention. So what are we trying to do, it. you know? Huh? You're having intention behind what you're doing. Right, and, and I think the players grasp that. And then we have the opportunity to go in um, and get our work done. You know, if we were just having a, a, a full practice today, those guys would be like, oh, okay. If he talks about purpose, well, what's the purpose of this? We play tomorrow. We got back to 1030 last night. You know, tell me the purpose, coach. So I think that you got to be honest with players, man. They, they they get it. They've been around baseball. There's a lot of kids that played around a lot of very good coaching, a lot of very good programs, uh, you know, that not only are here, but everywhere across the country. And I think the honesty policy needs to be there for these guys to stay motivated because you lose them, you ain't getting them back. Yeah. And it don't matter how talented you are. If they're – they're not motivated to go, man. You're, you're going home eventually. Just yeah. you may you may sneak through a few rounds with talent, but you ain't going to Grand Junction just faking your way through it. Yeah, well, and that that's the the thing of funny thing of winning and trying to get to those championship games. Like it'll it'll sniff you out real quick. Whether you know yeah. it's you slipping up, you know, with a little bit of things here and there, and you're just like, oh, I'm just going through the motions. Sure enough, yeah. you're down, or you look up and you're behind. You know, seven runs, and you're like. Yep. It's going to be hard for us <laughs> to get back there. Right. Yeah. Um, but going on the, the, the portion of the purpose, right. Having mm-hmm. purpose. Yep. Not sure if you remember this, but there was uh, and you might still do this with some of the players. We sat down in the little classroom in the back in the gym. Yeah. You're like, all right, guys, like I want you to get a piece of paper out and write down like, you know, why you play. 
And I like sat there for a little bit. I was like, you know, like, yeah, don't give the cliche answer. Like, Oh, I want to be a professional baseball player, all this. Like what's your actual true purpose or true reason? And I was like, Hmm. Yeah. I need to think about this a little bit, and then, <laughs> exactly. you know, I just sat there and then I was like, you know, more than I think about it, it's like, you know, regardless if you, you believe in God or not, like my thing was like, Hey, God gave me a talent, whether it was playing baseball, being left-handed, right? Like I was given a specific cards dealt in, to me in life. And I have in my position, the obligation to use that talent as best as I can. Right. Um, and obviously I had a, a younger brother that was autistic eventually got me to get this tattoo. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know yeah. that. That's cool. Yep. And so I was like, Hey, like for guys who, you know, may not have that opportunity or that talent, like I need to play f- for them. Cause they're like, you know, my brother's looking up to me or a bunch of other people were looking up to me Absolutely. like, Hey, like you have all this, what are you doing with it? Right. And you can put that in any other aspect in life, right? Like, are you, you know, are you given X and then are you, making that even better right those parable of the talents where you're like all right this guy was given 10 this guy was given 20 and the other guy that was only given one he went and buried it okay yep. well like he's gonna take that away from you and go give it to somebody else that's actually gonna do something right right so right. that that has always like stuck up here with me too and so yeah. even now it's like okay now i'm not playing anymore but i have all this knowledge up here so i want to utilize that and help other guys you know basically standing on the shoulders of giants for all the coaches that I've been with. And they just take that to a whole nother level. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And and so we've taken it even farther um, than, okay, than that. And that, that's kind of the project you thing we, we do on yeah. Thursday nights in, in November. Uh, and it's hard to define what it is because you could talk about character development. You could talk about this. It's, it's a lot of things. And, and again, it's things that I've, I've, you know, not invented. I've just, learned along the way and it stemmed um from a group we had uh that again we talked about lost motivation lost motivation but but we were we had a bad culture that year and again you know my job is to create the environment i know coaches talk about our culture our culture that i have nothing to do with the culture that that's the players um my opinion now and somebody may disagree with me but my job is to set the environment and, and then the culture becomes what they make it uh, you know, now our environment is, is positive and, and there's a lot of things that we want out of that, but it's up to the kids because we, we can't control what they say and how they think and, and things like that, but how they police themselves. I believe that's the culture. Well, we had a bad culture and, and I think we had some issues. We had off the field issues when we started the year 18 and five or something like that. We finished 28 and 21. And, you know, I had a, I had a decision to make. We went 0 two in the region tournament. And um, I got thrown out the last game. Um, and, and so actually I had to sit the first two games in 16 because uh, I had got thrown out one other time that year. And, and that's just, you know, it's kind of out of character for me. I really don't do that stuff. Uh, I'm not saying I deserved it, but at the same time, I went to defend a player. And, and that player ended up being one of those guys that was kind of a, a part of the culture issue. And I'm not going to bag on him because I'm sure he's learned. But at the time, if he can't admit he was part of the issue, then, you know, then that's not a growth mindset either. You know, if I'm part of the problem, I'll tell you I'm part of the problem. And there were times where, you know, maybe I was. Um, Anyways, so I get thrown out and I'm walking off the field. And, and, you know, Jen and I, uh, my son was nine months old and he was up in the stands. And 
You know, all he knew was he saw daddy and he was just cheering me on, cheering me on. And as small as it may seem, you know, you talk about purpose and and, and I love the tattoo, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you talk about that. Well, you know, my purpose now is is to make sure my son grows up uh, with the proper morals and values that, that I want him to have. And, uh, you know, he's around my players. He sits in a bullpen with them, you know, during games. And our bullpen is a little different now than when you were here. But he sits in the bullpen with them down the line and, you know, I want to know, I want to know that he's, you know, being taken care of and not being taught things that he doesn't need to be taught at at seven Mm -hmm. years old. But anyways, going back to 15, he's nine months old and he's cheering me on, you know, walking off the field. He had no idea what was going on. Obviously I go out in the parking lot and Grammy wheels him out to me so I can see him because I'm obviously very emotional and upset because we're getting ready to end our season. So we got back here that summer and, and we had travel issues. We had everything going into that region tournament. It was just an absolute bizarre nightmare year. And I said, well, okay, I've always been this guy. Now it's time for me to flip the card on myself and I can either focus on my problem or I can focus on a solution. So uh, that's when I started to research some things and, and I, I listened to a lot of good people. Um, I went to, you know, different podcasts and I listened to different um TED Talks and things like that, and, you know, kind of picked on some things that I think were part of team development, you know, character building slash team development and things that kids needed to know that, that, you know, we talk about the mental part of the game, but, you know, one big thing we talk about in Project U is is how do you deal with failure Mm -hmm. and a proper response to failure, I think is an easy way to say that, but how do we deal with failure? What's, what's a failure recovery system to you, blah, blah, blah. And I think we bring things to light and I've gotten really good, um, uh, I guess comments or, you know, things back from, from players, especially former players uh, when they come back is they, they, they talk about that and, and how enlightening it was for them. And I'm like, okay, great. You know I mean? Like I said, uh, I think it is important. And you brought it up when we went in there. And one of the things we start with uh, Garrison is, is just what you said. The first thing I start with, so I guess I've held on to some of it is what was your original motivation to play collegiate baseball? And we start with that question mm-hmm. and it branches off. I've got five weeks of notes that are usually two pages a piece. And, you know, there's different topics we cover. Um, I feel like that that's a valuable part of what we do here. Um, because, again, when you, uh, you know, it, it's easy uh, going back to last year, you lose game one of the Grand of the World Series in Grand Junction. And, and you know what, man, you could have, hey, we're region champs, we're South Central District champions. Uh, we can just shut her down, man. We're in Grand Junction. We made it. Boom. Uh, we call it the arrive theory. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And we try to fight that arrive theory. You know, hey, we've made it. Um, and, and, you know, those kids fought. And I said, you know, you can go home tomorrow after this game. And, and you know, but I said, this isn't, you know, this isn't a decision I'm going to make. You as a group, I, I sense that guys are down. And I get it. You lost game one. Big deal. Double elimination tournament for a reason. Or one of the. And I tell them, I don't know if we are, but I believe this. We're one of the best at fighting off the, the eliminations, you know, that, that I've seen. I mean, yeah. uh, champions and, and district championships and things like that, man. We've had our back against the wall and and uh, fought through it. And, and I don't think that comes with disability. I think that comes with a mindset that, hey, we can fight this. I, where it comes from, I don't know. But I think Project U has a, has a, a part in that. So, Again, I don't mean to take up so much airtime here, but no, no, I do feel, awesome. yeah, I, I do feel like that that's something that 
one of these days I'll probably go in depth with, you know, probably when I retire, I'll probably go in depth about and, and you know, maybe even go speak to, to groups about because I feel that compelled that it is something that that can help young men because um, we're taught baseball, baseball, baseball. Uh, had a conversation with one of our arms the other day, you know, he was just, man, it was like he was, you know, going out to play linebacker, you know, for, for the Steelers, you know, in, in a playoff game uh, right before he went off the mound. So we sat down the other day and had a conversation and, and lo and behold, Saturday was his best outing of the year, complete game, 10 strikeouts, one walk, you know, three hits, one run or something like that, you know, whatever. And he yeah. came in and, he came in and he said, you know, I think that helped. I said, well, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I'm not taking any credit for it. What I am telling you is I don't believe in so much coincidence. Best outing of the year, best way you handled yourself of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll chalk that up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Pretty sure. it, it all definitely plays in. And I like what you said there about, you know, having to deal with failure. And I read this quote uh, a while back and I shared it a lot. I was like, Hey, there's, there's no failure, just feedback on, you know, what, what it is that you went in and did. Right. So whatever work you put in before things like that, and not always saying like, Hey, like it's a direct correlation, but it's just like, Hey, right. this is just the outcome of what happened, but don't take that failure personal. And that's where I kind of, um, myself reflecting back on, cause whenever I was there, I was redshirted. So I was like, Hey, all right, that's actually more of a reflection and feedback on what I did in my practice time and a few other things. And obviously looking back to, I'd be like a lot of the stuff that I was trying to do outside of that was a little more eyewash and it didn't have direct correlation to the actual performance of like what I could actually do, um, in game. So, you know, and that's one of the things in my mission now is like, Hey, like, does this actually help you play better or is this just something that's you know a little nuance or like a delusion thing sure. you have going on out there um yeah. you know finding things that actually translate which is absolutely um but yeah i i think that's probably one of the the biggest things is how you deal with it but also how do you respond how do you jump back from it and not attach yourself to that failure and not let because, you know, us guys as baseball players, like we're thinking like how we play determines like how we are as a person. And it's not necessarily true at all. No. It's it's just like, hey, like take it is what it is. Chalk it up as a bad day and move on. Yeah, that's that's another thing is, you know, again, going to Project U and, and then something that's a residual is, you know, don't don't attach yourself to. I said, you know, um, I had a, an opportunity, you know, with some interview stuff in the fall. And, and, uh, the one thing that, uh, I said, you know, why, why me, you know, what's the, what's the deal? And, and the answer was, well, you know, you've just continued to win. And I told my players in project U, I said, you know, that was a big turnoff to me because I said, you know, I'm so much more than my wins and loss record. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like I'm, a, I'm so much more of a coach than just wins and losses. So, uh, I think that the biggest thing is that's what I told our, our guys and, and, you know, throughout everything, um, if you attach yourself and your identity to, to wins, losses, success, failure, yeah, you're going to be miserable. Batting average, ERA. Yeah, man, you're going to be miserable at this game. And and some guys do, and they fight it, and I get it. But you try to give them not false confidence, but you try to give them, you know, those opportunities to, to develop that confidence because they do need it. I mean, they're kids. But, um, you know, I like the way you said the failure, you know, is it? it's not how, you know, it's kind of how you respond to it. And we talk about it all the time. And, you know, um, 
it's not whether you you win lose. It's not whether you fail or succeed all the time. It's it, it is how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take it a second way here too. It's also how you respond to success. Sure. And, and, and yeah. again, man, you know, handling success is just as important. Failure and success go hand in hand. They're closely closely related, and they can be. Uh, I don't want to say it this way because people will probably shun me on this, but both can be as evil as the other. If you don't know how to handle failure, it can kill you. You know, if you don't know how to handle success, it can debilitate you just as well as failure can. Yep. Um, and I've seen that, you know, you get on a run and all of a sudden, you know, it's, hey, you went five in a row and all of a sudden you drop five in a row because you didn't handle the success and you didn't go to practice with the same intent. Hey, we're rolling, man. We ain't got to do this. We're we're on a move. And, and that was what I was impressed with last year's group. On that 32-game win streak, they never changed who they were. Uh, they, they continue to show up every day and do that. Very disciplined group. Uh, this club, same way. You know, we, we started off a little rocky. We'd win a couple, then lose one. Win a couple, lose one. And, again, using the wins and losses as a, as a uh, reference, not so much as, as what it is. Uh, and then we put together a couple little streaks. And then we'd have a hiccup, you know. And, and we came back and talked. Now, there's sometimes you just get beat. And that's what happened at Mineral Area. That's what happened at a couple other places. We didn't even just played better than us. Their left-hander was tough on us, and, and they hit a walk-off against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, the, the point being um, is, you know, if you if you handle success or you don't handle success, excuse me, and you run away, from, it can get away from you in a hurry. You know, year to year, game to game, series to series. I mean, it, again, a lot of people are, are like, oh, you know what? Uh, failure. I don't want to talk about it because I want to stay positive. Well, you, we're playing. We're playing baseball. You better prepare your guys for it because inevitably it's getting ready mm-hmm. to happen. Um, and then the success part of it. You know, do you? Oh, we're on top of the world. You know, we're great. We're great. And then all of a sudden you lose a game. Man, we we stink again. You know, or or hey, you know, we haven't. We've won. We've lost five in a row, or we've done this, we've done that, which hadn't happened this year. But, but you know, if that would happen, I, I don't want guys to waver on it. I want them to make sure that they, uh, you know, and again, we want to get a tourniquet on it before it ever gets to that point. But uh, at the same time, we want to make sure that they value success, they value failure. And I know that sounds silly uh, in that learning from it, in that growth mindset, as you mentioned, and learn how to respond. And I think that's what great teams do is, is a lot of teams talk about it, uh, but the great teams respond. That's very well put by you there. Absolutely. Love it. Well, and you got the experience to back it up because you've seen a lot of guys come through, you know, how they handle it, how they go about it. And even, you know, after an at bat or something like that or tough inning, and then they're like, okay, like you can tell even just by looking at their body language, you're like, all right, this guy's checked out or, yep. you know, this yep. guy probably – is just not in the right mental headspace to take on the next pitch or the next at bat. So we got to put somebody else in there who can body, body, um, you know, posture is is such a, uh, or, or, you know, body language, I should say, excuse me, is such a a valuable communicator, such a powerful communicator, not only for that individual, but man, it can absolutely, you know, kill a dugout. You know, you see a guy do that, roll the shoulders forward and and, and go, he can, he can tank about four guys with him Mm -hmm. in about 10 seconds if you let it. So, uh, you know, and again, you know, a lot of people, it it used to be taboo to talk about the sports psych aspect of things, but you know, then, then you go back to the old saying 90% mental, 10% physical, which whatever, I don't care about the percentages. What I, what I do care about is, 
is we have to spend time on the mental part of the game too to get them prepared and make sure that, that they're good enough to do that. Now, as a junior college coach, we wear a lot of hats, and I know a lot of four-year schools, uh, you know, do this as well. And, and the, the problem is, is, and again, referencing the project, you, the problem is, is I can't afford the gym layers of the world and the people like that to come in and speak. Yeah, so they get to hear from me again, and I'm like, I know you get sick <laughs> of hearing my voice, but I'll play as many videos and podcasts as I can for you to make sure you understand. This is not me just telling you. This is me taking from some really good people to to give you this information. And again. Uh, I know we're talking about the body posture and, and, and the body language uh, as a communicator, but, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, we've been on this for, you know, whatever, how long now. And, and we've talked yeah. as much about that stuff as we have the physical part. And I think that's neat, man. I, I really do. I think that's what kids need. They know how to catch ground balls. They know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to teach them your little methods and, and tweak some things there. Everybody's got a hitting coach. Everybody's got a pitching coach. You know, I mean, you, they've been doing this for a long time. You need to have a mold, and we have that. You know, we got our own program. Don't get me wrong. We don't yeah, just yeah. let them run, run and run. But at the same time, uh, you know, we want to make sure we spend as much time, uh, you know, giving them opportunities to make adjustments with it as well. Now, you know, I always tell them, don't just come in and do what you know, you know, because if you come in and do what you know, then you're not going to get, you know, there's the development get sometimes. Gets yeah. some you got to challenge yourself, too. Exactly. And, you know, it's like, yeah, we need to do some things. Uh, and maybe some guys have a little bit more of area X versus area Y that they want to spend time on. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll model that for them. You know, one guy wants to shorten his pregame bullpen or, or midweek bullpen before it starts. Yeah, no problem. I mean, we get it as long as there's a purpose for it and things mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, but, but each of them have to understand what their, what their roles are in that and make sure that they are completing those tasks. Just like this morning, you know, guys got their, you know, day one lift in and, and their scap series and stuff like that. There's boxes we have to check each week yep. uh, for everybody. So we're, we're the best version of ourselves in May when winter go home time comes around. That's it. Gotta be the best version of yourself all the way till the end. Right. That's right. That's, That's right. It. We're still working. We're still working on getting there. Yeah. We, I, I think it'll come sooner rather than later. Just got to keep sticking. Oh, no, we, these kids deserve it. They put in a lot of work and, and they're very talented. And a lot of these guys were on that team last year. So it's experience and, you know, it's a tough road for us. But, boy, I tell you what, if you can take a team back to back years of Grand Junction, they've been there. You get that aha factor out of the way right from the start where, yeah. uh, you know, you walk in Simplicio for the first time and you think about what's went on on that field over the years. And, you know, all your point, you know, uh, if you think, hey, we're playing for a national title, oof. You're in trouble right from the start. If you think, hey, we're, we're playing another game. It just happens to be in Grand Junction. What what better place to play? And, you know, we, the greatest thing about that, you play one, one a day, unless rain, I guess, hits. But you play one a day, and, um, you know, what an opportunity. I mean, in junior college, you don't get that very often. You no, know? yeah. Got the double headers back-to-back. But you got, got a full nine, full sin. Tough, on, tough on an old man like me. We play seven nine, seven nine on the weekends, and you're just like, yeah. man. I'm not getting any younger, <laughs> but the weather's starting to turn right for us. And, and it's really nice here. So, you know, it's getting a little, little bit better. That's good. That's good. Well, coach, good luck to you the rest of the season and appreciate you taking your time out of your day to come on. And for those of you who are listening, stay in the zone. Awesome, man. Great to hear from you and uh, very proud of you, man. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely.